Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly deeper podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 239, and welcome back to my back, uh, back porch. <laughs> I've only done this 239 times. You would think I'd get it right. Welcome back to my front porch. So glad that you are here on the front porch with me hanging out. Beautiful night here. A little windy, which I always dig. I uh, always love a little wind. I got to be honest, like, I really miss the Santa Anas in California. Now, those of you who live in the Rancho Cucamonga, Fontana, Ontario, all that area down over there, uh, you're like, you're crazy, man. But I loved the Santa Anas. I loved how hard they would beat against the house. It got me so excited to wake up in the morning, go for a walk. But here, we don't get a lot of wind. So the last few days has been a little breezy, and I have absolutely, absolutely love that. It's been awesome. So something really cool today. Um, I've been jamming. I mean, I've been working pretty hard and pretty crazy, especially over the last year. I think Penny and I had this discussion. We have our, we had our staff Christmas party, Phoenix one Christmas party, uh, for the staff last week. It was really great, but it was just kind of a reflecting on, okay, what, where were we a year ago and what was going on? And, you know, Patty and I were talking about how this year has been it's been hard I mean it really has and so I think we're a little more tired and worn out than we thought like moving your family across state lines and kind of plugging everyone into new environments and new friends I I think it just kind of caught up with us come like September October so I feel like November and December has been trying to get to some form of a landing place you know just kind of settle down so it feels like we're getting there so anyway all of that was really cool but you know i've been jamming going pretty hard and i was uh with a at a church on monday and this the former senior pastor of that church who's actually part of their team still which is really cool um happens to be my local church he's like hey i'm going golfing tomorrow do you want to come and i was like yeah sure I'll go. And I, I mean, literally it was for no reason I didn't have anything scheduled that day. Normally I'm just, you know, I have a lot kind of scheduled. So I went golfing today and it was just so beautiful. I played awful. I mean, just awful, but it was so cool to be with, a uh, uh, three guys that were like post, you know, 65 and they do this every Monday, every Tuesday, every Monday or Tuesday. And just watching them talk, they they just walked me, walked me through and taught me some things. I asked some questions. You know, I ask a question a lot, like, "Hey, if you were 44, which is that's what I am. If you're 44 again, like, what would you do different?" Just listening to their wisdom so important. So, I guess the reason I, I bring it up is one. Uh, find some people in your life that have have a little more life. They've done a little more life and just ask them questions. It, it, uh, what was cool was the one guy kind of pulled me aside. He said, I just want you to know that's really honoring. Like, I think you're on the, the fact that you're asking questions and you're wanting our input is kind of a big deal. So I realized like, wow, this is like mutually beneficial because it honors him, gives him an opportunity to build into a younger guy, but it also helps me out a ton, you know, gives me a lot to pray about and think about, you know, Lord's putting those types of people in my life all the time. So it was just a cool time to like, one, be outside, have great conversation. We walked, you know, walked and golfed and that was awesome. But, but I think it was just like, I mean, it's really important to, to be around people with wisdom and who have done, 
who've run a really good race, you know, um, Paul talks about running the race well, and these men have done that well, loved their wives. One guy was like, just, just really love and take care of your wife. And that he didn't have anything else. That was just it. And I, I would imagine at 44, maybe he had some run-ins and it didn't go great, but he was like, just do that well. And I thought, yeah, you're right on, man. You're right on. I want to do that. So, um, anyway, I, I hope, I hope you get, get yourself around some people who've got some more years on them who are full of wisdom. It really will be worth your time. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for continuing to give, especially as we come into the end of the year here. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for those of you who buy the devotional. Love it. Love it so much. So grateful for each and every one of you that participate in all different kinds of ways. So um, jumping in, I, I decided to start studying through Isaiah. And Isaiah is a prophet. And so I came here in chapter one this morning, just sitting in. This verse just popped off the page, kind of sat with it. Man, what's going on here? So it says this in Isaiah 1.5. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured. Your whole heart is afflicted. Now read it again. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your head is injured. Your whole heart is afflicted. When... Uh, Cooper was younger. So Ben was the child. Ben's our oldest son. He's 21 now. But when he was a kid, he was a kind of kid that put himself in timeout. So we were like, we're the best parents in the whole world. This is the best, right? He was just really great at doing that. Very honorable. Cooper came into this world guns blazing, wanting to challenge anything and everything. And uh, we love that about him, but it's also super exhausting. So we realized early on that, you know, we we spanked our kids uh, uh, when they were little and um, don't regret that. It was a really, really great way. And we feel like we did that lovingly and we honored our kids uh, even as we uh, punished them. So and we we feel like we didn't do that reactionary, but we did that well. But it just didn't work for Cooper. Like Cooper would be like, give me the spanking all day long. And so we kept trying to find different ways to, you know, help him feel the weight of what he's done, his disobedience, his lying, whatever, rebellion. And it didn't work. So I finally decided, look, I'm, this kid's doing push-ups. So he would lie and I'd be like 50 push-ups. And then he'd crush 50 push-ups. I'm like, that's not working. So I do 100 push-ups, 200 push-ups. This kid could just crank out push-ups and I was trying to find this limit at which he was like this is too hard finally found that getting him to a limit where he was just doing push-ups all the time so I remember him going to gym class and the gym teachers were going like You're, you have the best push-up form I've ever seen in my life and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's a part of our punishment as a family but for me it was like with Cooper it was like buddy why do you keep doing this you know, and trying to figure out creative ways to help him wake up to see, can can you not see that you're rebelling, that you're not falling in line, and that there's a head problem, there's a heart problem. And, and uh, Isaiah, with the people of Israel, is going like, there's a real problem while we're in captivity. There's a real problem. There's a real reason why you are where you are, and you're hurting, and you're confused, and you're frustrated, and God's coming to the people through the prophet Isaiah going, this is what's going on. You've rebelled. You're in complete rebellion. And you can hear, like especially in this tone and, and honestly throughout the whole letter, the tone, right, and the tenor, uh, especially in this chapter, it, it's so powerful. It's like a, a loving, 
father. It's a loving father, like me with Cooper. And he's pointing out, out of love, by the way, the wrongs of what is happening. This is why you're in your situation. If it's like this, you figure it out on your own. No, no, no. He's going, let me tell you exactly what's going on here. Let me tell you why. Actually, he says, if you, at the end of this chapter, he's like, listen, if you obey, this is what's going to happen. And if you choose to rebel, this is what's going to happen. He's laid this out. In Deuteronomy, he gives like a, I mean, it's like 45 verses of telling the people of Israel, this is what it looks like to faithfully follow after me. If you do this, reward, 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 reward. Then he transitions to say, but if you choose to rebel, this is what that's going to look like. And it's just like, the whole most horrible things right because you're choosing to do opposite of what god is saying is best so this is what the tenor of this particular chapter and honestly throughout the whole book is what going on but it's a loving father is going something is wrong and it's the reason why you're in the situation that you're in what he says here is this that that you have a head problem so i want, I want you to hear this in the midst of your rebellion you have a head problem, right? There's there's something going on. And I, I think, like, in this culture right now, we're being inundated with information. Inundated with information on social media, on news channels, on newspapers, in just conversations with people. People are creating these myopic tribes, right? And it's like, wow. We're like, we are being informed all these other things and it's creating a significant head problem he says this he's going like this your whole head is injured your whole head is injured it's it's not operating right it's not thinking correctly and the culture that's around the israelites at this time is probably no different than the culture that's around us um, now, it's continuing to convince us that we don't need God, that we can come up with our own truth in our own way, and that if it makes us feel inconvenient or we don't like it or it brings us some discomfort, then ah, yeah, I'm probably going to go with that. Or, ooh, to stand in opposition to what the culture says, yikes, right? Right now, you could be frontline news. Like, if you disagree with some of the things that are being propagated in our culture right now, Whoa, I, well, I don't want that. I don't want that kind of con. Like, this is a part of mental sickness. Like an affliction that's happening, an injury that's happening in your head, and it's creating, it's, it's fusing itself to your synapse, and it's, and it's just bouncing around your brain, and you're forming ideas that are not formed in who God is. They're not formed and guided by Scripture. They're not formed and guided by the Spirit of God. No, what they're formed by is the culture. They're formed by people who aren't following after Jesus. And yet we're buying in hook, line, and sinker into the propaganda. And this is like, stop it. Like, I think what politicians are doing right now to people is sinful and wrong. Here's what I mean by that. They are using fear. They're fear-mongering. News is fear-mongering to keep you locked in. They are making money, so much money off of us, and they're filling our heads with lies. 
to what now no longer are we built on the firm foundation of who God is in his word and the example of Jesus, the inspiration of the spirit. No, 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 we're, we're, we're being formed by the faulty ways of this world. And, and, and what Isaiah is saying is this is a problem. It's affecting the whole of you. It's impacting your heart, right? We have a heart problem. And it's interesting because Proverbs, you know, we did, we went through this passage a while back, but Proverbs says, guard your heart because it affects everything you do. That's powerful. Like the heart impacts the head, the head impacts the heart. And when they're both sick, the whole life is sick. It just is. And so, and so it's like you have a heart problem, right? Your heart is not in tune with, with the ways of God. It's not listening and learning and sacrificing. No, no, no. No, the heart is being influenced by the information the head is feeding it. And the heart, right, is also informing the head. Well, I don't like how that feels. And so I reject God as sovereign over all. I reject scripture because I just don't like how it feels. And he's going like, listen, you got a problem with your heart. Your whole heart is, he says, afflicted. I find it interesting, we keep bringing this up over and over, in this culture and in this day, the heart is afflicted. And as a result of that, suicide's on the rise, meds are on the rise, alcohol's on the rise, alcoholism is on the rise, addiction's on the rise. Why? Sick head, sick heart, sick life. And he's going like, look, we are beaten. Like, we are beaten because our heads and our hearts are not aligned with our Heavenly Father. This is the problem that, that you're feeling. And so for, let's make this real practical, right? Like, if you're looking at your life and it feels devastating, like I would have you evaluate your head and your heart. Is it aligned with God? Are you continuing to rebel against what He says to do? You continue to resist His way for His glory to do your own. And it's a part of the reason why it's all kind of falling apart, you know? And so the question is like, why do we continue in rebellion? Because we resist God's way, which means if we resist God's way and God's way of thinking, God's way of doing, it will mean ultimately every single time that your head and your heart will be off. And this is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus came. He came to restore that, that even when we're off. We can repent, which means we can turn from our thinking and be made right with God. Resist the devil, it says, and he will flee. Turn. Jesus gives us the opportunity. He gives us a grace that covers a multitude of sins. And now we need to jump into that instead of living these kind of sick lives because sick heads and hearts create sick lives. And there's a lot of sick lives. I mean, I meet with people every day who are just hurting. It's because their hearts are influenced and they're sick. Their heads are influenced. And so the question is this to you, like, where are you sick? And how is that impacting the way your life looks and feels? Turn to the Lord. Receive his grace and his mercy and live in light of it. Father, we need you. Guide us and lead us out of our sickness and into your light and your life. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you and you're not there. 
Until next.